0: Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. Couple, It was a married couple with two children, a girl and a boy. And so the, the pictures start talking. In other words, the, the people in the pictures start talking. The latest started, I think, and then the, then the young man, the teenage boy started talking and then the young girl and then the man ended up uh, finishing up, and we found out that the, that the picture that looked perfect was not perfect on the inside of the house, and each, each, that means they had problems, in other words, and I don't know about you, but, uh, but I think uh, most families have some problems that on the inside of your family is not like it is when you take a picture. With a photographer, it's not really like that. You have work to do on the inside. Well, we what we wanted to do in this series is to, uh, to help us to have a picture-perfect family on the inside of the house. Not only when you take that picture with a t- photographer, but actually if you talk to each individual person, that each individual person, if they really knew you very well uh, you, and, and they were really honest with you, they would tell you, that it is good, it is good in our household uh, that's what I want to do and because I believe that God wants it that way I, I really don't believe that God wants a a family to be uh, uh, not good on the inside, that they're bickering between the, the, the husband and wife there's with the children, the kids don't like the parents because of whatever the situation may be in this case um uh, you know, they, they they didn't spend a lot of time with the kids and things like that. Uh, and the wife said that the husband didn't do anything. And the, and the husband said the wife nagged him. And, and I, I don't think God wants it that way. I really believe that God wants it where it is in the Bible. I think God wants it. Well, I don't think. I know God wants it the way he said that uh, it's going to be on that day because he's coming back for a bride. He's coming back for his bride, which is us, the church. And he's coming back for a bride that's without spot, without blemish. He is perfect, and it's going to be a glorious affair because uh, God, uh, with Jesus Christ and the church, and he's the head of the church, he is, he loves us. He loves us. I want to bridge the gap a little bit between the last message I talked and then this message because there was Mother Day, Mother's Day in between. And you might have oh, forgot some of it. in uh, John, uh, what I tried to do with last messages is, is try to give us the master key to manifesting God. The master key to manifesting God. Because I believe that if we manifest God in our, in our families, the family is going to be perfect, picture perfect. If we manifest if each individual person is manifesting God then it would be so. now I said that that uh, God is love. That's, in, that's of course in first in John God is love and if we if we do not love we don't know God. Uh, it says, the one who does not love does not know God because God is love. Uh, that's 4 eight John 4 eight so I believe that, that um, we need to manifest love then. We need to manifest love to people. Well, if we manifest love, how are we going to do that? Since we are not love, God is love. But we have God on the inside of us. So we said that what we need to do, then the master key to manifesting God, to manifesting love, is actually walking in the Spirit. That's found in Galatians uh, chapter 5, verse around 16. That's what God says. If you walk in the Spirit, you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. And King James might say the lust of the flesh. So we need to make sure that we are walking in the Spirit more than we are walking in the flesh. That's how we can have a picture perfect family. If every single person is walking in the Spirit we don't have to worry about it. So to the degree that we are walking in the spirit, it's to the degree that we're going to be picture perfect. So I know it's a process. Is that correct? It's a process. A process of sanctification. And that's why I gave you in, in, in one message I, I gave you, I think it was in a detox message, that, that we are supposed to, I gave you seven things, that we are supposed to cleanse ourselves. And, If you look in Colossians, sometimes, we're not doing it today, but if you look in Colossians chapter 3, starting in verse 1, it'll give you all seven things that we are to do. And if we do those things, I guarantee you, we'll walk in the spirit more than we'll be walking in the flesh. Guaranteed. So that's what we have to, that's what I'm thinking about doing. And see, what I try to do, I'm trying to be um, more technologically Relevant in these days and times. So, on my cell phone, I had one of our young people put on on a a, a, the Bible, Bible version, whatever. So, I look at this. I look at my phone, and I have in Colossians chapter three, and I go down verses one, and that's what I try to meditate on. Because in in my meditation, I said, well, God, I want to walk in the spirit. So one thing I know I need to do, I need to make sure that I continually seek those things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, and not on things on earth. That's what I need to do. I need to, in other words, I need to set my affections on things above and not on things on the earth. That's chapter two. I mean, verse two. Verse one is the seek. Those things above, where Christ is seated right here in the God. The, the second verse is you need to set your affection or your mind on things above and not on things on the earth. So I said, okay, I, I need to continually be thinking about that. And 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 see, my mind goes to things on the earth most of the time. That's that's what it, it just it just it's just by default just the way it does, uh, because I'm always thinking about uh, you know what I got to do, what this and this. And I know you're probably not like that, but that's this, this, what I think about all the time. All the things I have to do, the things that are coming up. You know, my, my heat pump went out, and, and, and I'm thinking about, well, well when am I going to get How much is it going to cost to get this thing? All these things coming up. Uh, I'm saying, oh, God, uh, you know, my steps, the ground holes messed up, my steps going down to my deck. And I'm thinking, how am I going to get this thing fixed? And I slipped down, I hurt my arm, I hurt my. My hip, and I said, oh, God, you know, the man who come down and fixed my heat pump, he slipped down. I said, oh, God, man, he might sue me. I'm thinking about all these things. That's what I think about. And, and God said, well, you know, I want you to set your affection now on those things above and not on the earth. Okay, don't, don't worry about that. If you're having the word, then we go, to, we go to another one, Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 9. You go there where it says, you know, uh, you know rejoice in the Lord always. So, so I'm laying on, on on my my steps go down my deck. I'm saying, "Oh God, is anything broken?" But I'm thank I, I thank God I'm not dead. So you got to thank God for something, right? Thank God for something. You know? Then I get up and 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 I'm hurting, and I just began the day to be able to lift my hand, arms this my arms this way. So it's hard. It was hard for me to put deodorant on my arm because <laughs> I'm just somebody's real now. I'm serious. Because I couldn't get my arm up, so I had to prop my arm on the wall and kind of—it uh, it hurt. I mean, it, is that real life to y'all? You know, it's real life to y'all. So, so I'm, I'm just—I'm just letting you know that—that—that. That, that, but if I'm a walk, see, I could let these things bother me, and I could get mad at the cat, and I could get mad at my my wife, I could get mad at my daughter, I could get mad at, at people, and couldn't you? And you could say mean things to them, because they might not be sensitive of your need. You say, "Well, you know, I fail," and they act like that they, they, they didn't even hear you. And you say, "Well, I fail," you know. <laughs> so we go through these things, and God says that do not get in the flesh. So the only way I can get in the flesh is like i, I, I got to pray and give those things to him because that's what he said. And I'm supposed to, uh, in Philippians, it tells me and, uh, that I'm supposed to think on those things that are honest, that are good, is having a good report, having a virtue, having to praise. think on those things. So i, I got to do that. So this, this is real life because that's the only way you are going to stay out of the flesh. When somebody does something that's wrong to you, something that you don't like, you got to give it to God, and you have to think the best of every person, like it says in in uh in in, in um first Corinthians chapter thirteen you got to think of the best of people and not think the worst of people you got to, you got to make excuses for people see we we usually make excuses for ourselves, don't we but God wants us to make excuses for other people because we really don't know why they're doing what they did or why they... We don't know anything. We just assume this is why they did this. They, they, I can't understand this why, why, why they did this. And so they must not like me. They must want to sabotage my marriage. They must want to sabotage the ministry. They might want to sabotage, you know, whatever it is, my job, whatever it might be. But God says think the best of every person. And I, I have a hard problem with that. And we're going to get into that a little bit today. So... Today, message is, is entitled something, uh, but is 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 it, entitled, you know, uh, uh, according to John, the Gospel of John. If you love me, dot dot dot. If you love me, we know it says uh, keep my commandments. But if you love me, keep my uh, dot dot dot. Then the subtitle though is that. People, people really want to know that you care about them. They really do. People are looking, they are crying out for for people who really care enough. So this is a subtitle. So I want to get into that. How do we do that? Because if you remember that video, those of you who were here, that video, that video, that girl did not think her parents loved her enough. It really didn't. Okay? And so I want I to show you today a little bit because we are all different, and we got to learn how to love each other in our differences. Okay. See, to me, in here is cold. When I came in here, I wondered, why is it cold in here? Somebody got the air conditioning on. Didn't they look at the, at the, at the, at the weather report and realize that it was 65 degrees it would be hot today? I got on my top. I got on my coat. I'm cold. But I gotta realize that there are people that they like it cold and they don't like it hot. So if I'm gonna think of other people rather than myself, which I did this morning, I put on my thermal top, I said that I know it's gonna be cold. So (laughs) So I put on my top, and I said I'm going to wear my jacket because I know it's going to be cold because I know jacket likes it cold. He'd probably get over there and turn it down further, you know. <laughs> but you've got to learn how to love people, don't you? Okay. Okay. Let's go to the first. Uh, I've given you a lot of scriptures, but let's go to another scripture that, that is dealing with that particular part of the message. How are we going to how are we gonna show people how much we really care in our in our family and in our relationships because we have singles that you're not married and um, and, and you might think be thinking about getting married but you're not married yet and, and so you got to practice this things with your still your siblings maybe and sometimes with your uh, co-workers or with your close friends, you're gonna have to practice these things because you're gonna need it uh, in any in a, in a relationship. I don't care what it is. I'm gonna give you three points, and then I'm gonna give you three three points under the one, the third point. Well, the first point is that God loves us unconditionally. God loves us unconditionally. Let's look at that in in uh, Romans. Let's go there in Romans chapter five, verse eight. And this is very important for us to realize and be a starting point for us. It says, but God demonstrates. That's very important. I'm reading out a the New American Standard. But God demonstrates. His own love towards us. That's what people in families and in any close relationship, they're crying out for people who will show me that you care enough. Show me that you can, you can, you, you I know you tell me, but I want you to show me that you love me enough that this relationship is important to you. And God shows us, meaning he demonstrated, he demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were yet saints, is that true? While we were yet sinners, that's very important, Christ died for us. And what we want to do sometimes is we want to demonstrate our love to people who they love us. They are nice to us. They do good things to us. They do us favors. We don't have any problems showing and demonstrating our love towards them. We don't. But that's not what we want to try to do. Our aim is to try to be like Christ. We want to uh, be, as I said in probably Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1, we want to be imitators of God as dear children. That's what we want to be. Imitators. And imitators mean mimic. We want to mimic God as dear children. And and you know that children tend to mimic their parents. If they're young enough, they they, they want to wear their, their mother's shoes, they want to do all those type of things. They want, to, they want to dress like them, they want to do all those type of things. Well, God wants us to mimic him. That's what he wants. So if we're going to do that, that means that if I'm going to show you that I really care for you, what I want to do is I want to demonstrate to you that I care for you even if you don't do things I think you should do towards me. I want to demonstrate my love to you even though you don't like me. I want to demonstrate my love to you, even though you irritate me. Right? Do you think we irritate God? Do you think we have the capabilities of irritating God? Do you think he's just so thrilled about everything we say and everything we do? No. No. But he loves us anyway, doesn't he? Even though. then why can't we love each other even though? And I say that last message that we did on this subject matter, which is uh, part five, is that we need to manifest God in that way. Well, if we're going to manifest God that way, then we're going to have to go to 1 John and look at that that, uh, particular uh, apostle, Let's go to 1 John chapter 4. Let's go there. And in 1 John chapter 4, it tells us a little bit that um, we read this last, last time, 7 through 11. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. But this is the love God was manifesting in us that God sent his only begotten son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love. In this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the perpetuation for our sins. Perpetuation means satisfaction. Jesus Christ is a total satisfaction for our sins. God was totally satisfied. This, this, this did it. I mean, it's finished, in other words. Okay? So, he says that this is love. This is love. Let me show you the picture of love. Not that we love him, but he first loved us. So, we love him only because he first for what? loved us. So, if people are going to love us, what, will, what must we do? Love them first. We must love them first. Do we love them first when they, are, when they please us? No. We love them first when they are yet sinners. Right? Matter of fact, God told us to love our enemies, didn't he? See, see this, this, this is a, a foreign message to most people who are not really trying to Im- imitate and mimic Christ. This is a foreign message because we said, well, that's, that's well and good for, you know, Jesus, but we are not God. Well, sure, we're not God. But my Bible tells me that as he is, so are we. That's what my Bible tells me. So that means that if he's loved, so are we supposed to be loved. My Bible tells them we are supposed to imitate Christ as dear children. If I'm supposed to imitate Christ, then it's certain to tell me that I'm supposed to love people who don't love me. I'm supposed to demonstrate my love to people even though they are yet sinners. I'm supposed to do that. That's what he tells me. So it makes a a profound difference in our families because our teenagers can no longer say, well, you know, uh, my parents, you know, I don't, you know, I can't wait. To be, I can't wait. Till I turn 18, that so I can get out of here Cause they, they just want to lord over me. They want to control everything. All they want to do is run me around, cut grass, do this, do that, do that, like I'm some slave. I'm not doing that. I'm gonna go to the army. For well, fine, you know. <laughs> fine, you know. Fine. No problem. No problem. No problem. And that's what that fellow said in the, in the video. That's what he said. Yeah. He's out of here when you turn eighteen. Yeah. And now, and that's what most kids are. They, they don't want to be rude and controlled and act like you're some, you know, master or something. They don't want to do that. They want they want to, you know, you to ask their permission for things. You know, so I'm trying to tell you that if those teenagers would say, you know what, I'm gonna imitate Christ. I want to to manifest love. I want to manifest light in the dark world. I want want to be just like Christ. It'll, it'll It'll be a profound difference in our families. It'll be a profound difference in our families if the husband will say, you know, I want to be just like Christ. I want to love my bride just like Christ loved the bride. I want to. I want to create an atmosphere. In, in, in my family, in my household, that my wife can can be all that God has called her to be. I want to I want to I want to uh, just nurture her. I want to just uh, I want to wash her with the water of the word. You know all the things that says uh, in, in Ephesians chapter five. You know about the husband and wife and stuff like that. You know you want to do all those things. You see. Wouldn't it be a marvelous thing? Well, see most of us as husbands we don't do that we don't do that all the time we do it occasionally particularly, particularly before we get married we do that you know? and God wants us to do that all the time doesn't it wouldn't it be a marvelous thing if the, if the wives would, would, would say honey you know, you know I told you about I don't know now probably about 50 times that you know they fix the gutters you know that they'll stopped up. You got little bushes growing out of the gutters, you know. And 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 I, I've asked you to do that, uh, but you know what? Do it at your own leisure, whenever you get ready. If it's next year, it's okay, you know. If, if we have a pecan tree growing in our gutter, it's okay. It's okay. You know, I'm not gonna nag you. I love you. Yeah. You know? Wouldn't that be nice, man? Yeah. You know? <laughs> If we never got, got this honey-do list, that never, it never ends. You can take one thing off, five things are added. It really doesn't matter, you know. And we love them anyway. Wouldn't it be nice? Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice if men, we didn't have a, I think they call it a, a man cave or something. I don't know where they got that from. You know, a man cave. I said, "I said, man cave. What is that?" Oh, that's 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 this basement room that you know he got his TV, he got everything, and the, and, and and the wife don't come down there. This is a man cave. You know, go he goes, "Man cave. Wouldn't it be nice if if we didn't have no man man caves? We, we just had a living room where family room. Uh, we used to call it a family room where the family gather around together. That's where the family, you know, the, the, the children and the teenagers and the, Parents, they just sit around and just enjoy one another. Company might play board games, or might do. Wouldn't that be so nice, you know? Picture perfect family. You know, if you think about God, do you think Jesus said, you know, I got this man cave, and I don't want, I want my, I don't want my bride down there. What do you think? You can't picture, can you? You can't picture that. You can't picture that. Because I picture him. Wanting to be with his bride. That's why I picture Jesus. He just wants to be with me. He wants to be with you. That's number one. (laughs) And number two was that if he demonstrated that to us, we need to demonstrate that to others. Is that correct? If he so loved us in that way, we should love others that way, shouldn't we? We really should, because we want to be like him. And I said, well, God, that's really good. I really want to be like you, and I want to demonstrate my love just like that to other people. I I really want to do that. So how do I do that? Back again, I have to. Make sure that I'm walking in the, in the spirit and not in the flesh. So, therefore, I got to set my mind. I got to seek those things. And I got to go to number three on that thing. Uh, not on three on this one. Three on, in Colossians is that I need to act like I am dead because I did die. We all died with Christ. If we we're born again, we died with Christ when he was crucified on the cross. We are dead. We're dead. Nevertheless, we live. right? And he says that therefore we have to mortify our deeds on this earth, meaning that we need to put to death uh, the uh, members on the earth, our bodily members on the earth, to all those things like fornication, all those things, uncleanness. And then it goes on to name some things later on down in Colossians. It says like anger, wrath. We need to put off those things also. So... Uh, I know that most families, they have problems in their family because we can't put off anger. Uh, We can put it off most of the time, but if you rub me the wrong way, I'm going to get angry. And I'm going to say something that I shouldn't say. Anybody like that? And God doesn't want that. He said, I want you to put off that because he said, that not only do you want to seek the things above, not only do you want to set your affection on things above, not only do you have died, not only do you put the death in members, but you also have to put off the old man. you got to put off the old man. And something about the old man is anger. you got to put that off. Ralph, you got to put that off. And you got to renew the spirit of your mind, according to the word of God, Number six and number seven is that you're going to have to put on Christ or the new man. You've got to put him on. So that's why he said you've got to continue in this word. I said, okay, God, I want to do that. I want to see just how you operate on this thing. So he said, okay, let's give, let's give the congregation some practical examples of how are you going to really show love because that's what we're talking about today is demonstrating love. How are you going to actually do that? Well, One way is that I gave you an assignment. You remember I gave you an assignment? You thought I wouldn't remember it, but I did give you an assignment. And that assignment said that I wanted you to fill out these things. You remember I gave everybody one of these things. There's no need for you to laugh, Caroline, because I'm going to call on you. Okay? Uh, Did you fill it out, Caroline? All right. I like that. You're in church now. Don't be be telling nothing wrong. Okay. (laughs) I ask you to fill one of these out. It's your five love language type of uh, a test. And also, it is a spiritual gift test. Inventory. Some people had already filled it out if you came to the, to the uh, children's um, ministry workshop. They have to fill one of these out. And I ask you not only to fill it out, but to, but to have your take your children through, through one so that you'll learn what their their love language is. Do you know that if this were, this particular congregation was a one-language congregation and that language was French, do you know that everything I said, you would be clueless of what I said because you don't understand English? It could be that way in you trying to demonstrate love to your close friend or your loved one or your child. You are speaking a different language if you're speaking French and they only only, only understand German. If you're speaking a, a love language, you're trying to show them love, but they don't understand that as love then they're going to say like that boy on the video is that I can't wait to be out of here. Because, see, you have shown that you really don't understand him and you don't love him. You've been showing him for 16, 17 years how much you love them. You changed his diaper. You brought him into the world. But yet they said you don't love me because you're not speaking his love language. That little girl on the video, those parents were were not speaking that child's love language because that child's love language was something that she didn't get, which was quality time. She was not getting quality time, and she didn't like it. She didn't think her parents loved her. I can be doing the same thing with Minerva speaking something that she doesn't understand, and so I filled out one she filled out one, and the the interesting thing we we we've done this uh you know time before, and I know what her love language is 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 receiving gifts that's her love language and anybody who whose love language is receiving gifts is not interested in. These, you know, buy me a car, I want this, and all, some big gifts. No, if you just, I've learned that if I write a sticky note and put it on a mirror, she kept sticky notes for years that I had, that I put on on a mirror. Because it was a gift to her. But see, that's not my love language. I could care less if somebody stick me a sticky note. If I can't. I can't see my face. I take the note off. I mean, hey, uh, I'm, I'm, when I look in the mirror, I'm just in, in trying to shave. I'm trying to get ready. Uh, that doesn't, that's, 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 she can do all she wants to. It will not speak love to me. My love language is acts of service. So if she doesn't do something for me, she doesn't love me. She doesn't love me, in my opinion. She can tell me, oh, you're so, you know, like on Father's Day, you know, they give you a little card. You're the greatest father of whatsoever. If you didn't do anything, I said I wanted some, some rice, you know. You didn't cook rice for me. You don't love me. You say all these nice things on this card, but you don't love me because you didn't do something that I asked you to do. That's the way my love language is. There are many other people's love language acts of service, too. So, now the problem I have is I speak my love language to Minerva. That's, what I, that's my problem. I do things for her. I wash dishes for her. She's at home all day. I wash dishes. I come home, I wash dishes. You know, I, I, I fold clothes. I, I, I do all those type of things for, because I'm showing her how much I love her. But her love language is gifts. So, do you think she feels love? No, she doesn't. Does she appreciate it? Yes. Anybody will appreciate somebody doing something for them, but it doesn't speak love to them. It really doesn't. Do you understand how you can have a picture-perfect photograph, but it won't be picture-perfect inside? And if your, if, if your love language is touch, that's, that mind, let me see, quality of time is, my, is the, the least for me. And no, touch is the least for me. Uh, you don't have to touch me. Get your hands off me. Don't even touch me. You don't, you don't have to touch me now. You know, some people, they, they when you go by them, they just put your hand on them. Just put your, you know, they, they, they like that. You know, you don't have to put your hand on me. Don't put your hand on my head. I used to hate that in school. There some some like, particular whites that would come out and rub my head. I said, man, I'm black man. Man, you done messed up my hair. I, you know, I can't, I can't just, and my hair get back in shape. I can't do that. You know, like you can't. Don't mess with my hair. Don't touch my hair, you know. So, you know, they said, man, I got grease on my hair, man. You, you. Blacks put grease in their hair. You know, whites wash grease out of your hair. So, hey, we're just different, man. We're just different. So uh so mine is not touch but some people's touch. Yeah. They got to touch. Now the key thing is how are we going to be like Christ? I don't want to stay the way I am. I do not want acts of service to be my love language. And then I speak it to Minerva or speak it to you, but you don't, you're not interested in that. I want to be like Christ. So now, how is Christ's love language? See, Christ's love language is all of them. It's all of them. I wouldn't want somebody, you know, just—you know um, it happened to me when I was teaching in school, I was teaching elementary school, and uh, the little fellows, man, they would come, and I'll be sitting down, and in elementary school, they, if they like you, you know, they they like to play with you. If you like to play with them, and so I can be sitting on the mat mat, and then they come in, and then they see me, and then they jump on me. You know how all the kids they want to jump on you, and um, and I'll be sitting sometimes sometimes some some kids they. While the other kids are playing, they might be sick or something. And they'll come sit on my knee, you know, and, and lean up against me. These are little boys, you know. And um, little girls do the same thing, but little boys do that too in elementary school. And um, uh, my gift is not touched, though. It's not touched. But I know Jesus realized that there are other people's gifts, love, language, is touch. Isn't that right? Wouldn't it be kind of funny... Uh, interesting. If you came to one of our elders' meetings and hear uh, John, the he's teaching children's church today. He's one of the elders. We're sitting in the chair. Here he is leaning on my on me. You say, "Oh, what's wrong with him?" You know. <laughs> but if you look in the Bible, in the Gospel of John, around about verse 13, when you know, uh, verse chapter 13. The, God, the Apostle John, what was he doing at the last supper? What was he doing? Leaning on the on the chest of Jesus, and it says the bosom of Jesus, in my version. And Jesus won't say, "What's wrong with you? Don't touch me! <laughs> Don't touch me! My gift is not touch. Do not touch me." Yeah, no, no. He was the disciple of love. Everything John talks about, if you want to know about love, the Gospel of John and the the, the Epistles of John is is about love. But that's what he was doing. Right? Yeah. But also Jesus said that if you love me, keep my commandments. Didn't he? He didn't say, if you love me, say nice appreciative words to me. Did he? He said, "If you love me, keep my commandments. Everything is about doing something to show your love for Christ." You say, "Well, wait a minute now. You mean His love language is acts of service? No. It's all of them. Because see, if you keep His commandments, one of His commandments is that uh, He says that He who sacrifices praise glorifies Me. Psalm 50, Psalm 23." He said, how about quality of time? He said, in, in, in his presence is fullness of joy. He wants to be in the presence of his bride. Doesn't he? Yeah. All of them is Jesus. All of them. So that means that I have to and you have to cultivate all of them. Because you want to speak love to every single person that God has close to you. You want to speak their language, whatever that may be, and that is not yours. And that comes comes hard for me because I'm selfish. So God says, get out of the flesh, Willie, and get in the spirit, and now you will write a note, now you will do little things to show Minerva that you love her even though you think you're showing her love by doing the dishes. Keep doing the dishes, (laughs) but do the other things also. Spend quality time with Brandy. Words of affirmation. You know, it's just we have different love languages. That's one thing I, I gave you to do. What I want, here's an assignment now for us to do. I want you to do on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, five days, Five different love languages to somebody's close to you. Okay? If you're married, you mate. If you have a significant other, you're a significant other. If you have parents, do it to them, do it to them. Do something that speaks to them. And you say, I don't know their love language. Ask them. They say, Well, I don't know. You say, my parents don't know their love language. Get a get one of those and take it through it. That's fine. Also, How do I show love? I have to realize that Minerva has spiritual gifts. She has spiritual gifts. And it used to be that I didn't care enough. Care enough to create an environment so she could use her spiritual gifts. Do you know that Christ wants us using the spiritual gifts that he's given us? And so we're supposed to create an atmosphere where the gifts can be used. So do you know your mate's spiritual gift? Do you know your mate's love language? Do you know your parents' love language? Are you, do you care enough to speak it to them? Except on Mother's Day or Father's Day. Do you know their spiritual gifts so you can create an atmosphere? Whenever spiritual gifts is prayer, uh, there's one of them, and, and the other one is uh, giving gifts. Okay, that's 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 giving is of giving, giving. Oh, giving, Lord have mercy, giving. <laughs> really, she, she that's, her, that's her, that's her. She told me this morning. You don't mind me telling it, do you? Know, she told me this morning. Said, uh, now, now she gives me the checks. She writes the checks. out. She gives me the check. Okay, pray over these. So this offering. Okay, good. This morning, she said, hey. I want you to know I'm giving an offering. I said, I already paid the offering. I know you get giving No, it's a different offering. What's my first question? How much? <laughs> see, because see, I'm. that's not my spiritual gift. My spiritual gift is not giving. Okay? It's just not giving. Hers is not mine giving. It's not that I don't give. It's just that a spiritual gift is something that you do and you get you get Enjoyment out of giving. It, it energizes you. That's what the spiritual gift is. It energizes her to give. See, I, use, I used to do the checkbook. I used to do all that, and, and and I didn't give her no opportunity to give much. But she was not a happy camper. Okay, so she said, I'm, I'm giving a gift this morning. How much? I said, why didn't you give it to me this morning? She looked at me and smiled. She know how much because... Then I said, say, why are you giving this gift? Why, why, why are you give because that's how, how I am, you know? Okay. Uh, but I noticed her spiritual gift, so you know, I d I didn't get upset, you know. Do you realize that we haven't paid the heat pump, man? He just fixed our heat pump. Do you realize that, that those steps need fixing down there? Do you do? see, I didn't say on that because I have to create a what? Atmosphere that she can use a spiritual gift. Okay? Prayer is another spiritual gift she had. And I have to provide opportunities for her to pray. Now, now everybody's supposed to pray. Is that correct? But we, people have a spiritual gift of prayer. Ms. Dawson has a spiritual gift of prayer. If you tell Ms. Dawson, you can only pray before meals, when you go to bed, that's it, and, and you can come pray sometime on Thursday if you want to come pray, whatever comes to She would not be a happy camper. She'll tell the Lord, take me home. There's no need for me here. Because she wants to pray hours and hours. She, she said, I didn't even come to Wednesday night prayer. You know, I don't think she went to Wednesday night prayer. I said, but see, Thursday she came to prayer. She said, I'm tired. Well, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. But you know, I just got to pray. I got to pray. And she'd come over here and she'd pray two hours. You know, she'd come over and pray. See now, I'm not interested in praying two hours. You know I mean? It's just, it doesn't energize me. I know I have to pray. I know I... You know, I pray. You know, an hour from before my message, I pray an hour this, I pray that. But it doesn't energize me; it drains me. Do you understand what I'm saying? It energizes me. I can sit there. I can, I can talk to people, counsel people, help people for two, three hours at a time. It doesn't. I mean, and um, and when I'm through, I'm, I feel, woo! Yes, indeed, I've done something. I will say, well, Minerva, she'll say. I don't want to go, don't, I, I don't want to sit there, no, three hours, uh, listen, no, I'm not interested in that. But she'll pray for three hours. It's the a difference in spiritual gifts. You understand what I'm saying? It's not that she wouldn't spend time with people because she does that, but on a short, short period of time. It's just different. The, 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 uh, one of our elders, John, he likes to teach. I like to be around people. It's okay if John, if he's not around people, just let me teach him. You know, I'm not interested in all, he's not a people person like, like I am. Sam, he likes to disciple people. As long as you let him teach and disciple somebody, he's A-OK. He doesn't need to teach from the pulpit. He just need to, I got to teach somebody, something because that's his desire and that's his spiritual gift. Do you understand that? What's the spiritual gift of your, your, your parents, your loved ones? Your best friends. What's, your, what's that spiritual gift? Are you creating an atmosphere for them to do that? And see, whenever allows me to do that, to spend time counseling people before I was passing, I did it out of my home. It doesn't matter me where I do it from. I don't need I don't need a church to do it. I just need somewhere to do it where it's not outside. Where I don't, I'm not interested in being in the cold weather, and not, I'm not interested in that. So give me somewhere where I can be uh, talk to help somebody because I'm interested in helping somebody. To be successful spiritually and in the natural, okay. Now that there, there, that's part of showing somebody that you love them. You're creating a spiritual atmosphere for their spiritual gifts to be used, okay? Yeah, okay. Here's a, here's another one. Personality. What's the personality type of your mate? Are they in a DISC? Uh, and some people, you know, with the uh, they use like the auto, the golden retriever, the lion, you know, the beaver things like that. But we use the DISC. That's what this is. The DISC. This is a spiritual test. It's a gifting and spiritual uh, uh, personality test. The other one is a love language test. And it's so many spiritual gifts up here. I mean, it's, it's just amazing. Like, I know that, like, uh, Joy. Do y'all know Joy's spiritual gifts, one of her spiritual gifts? Do you know what Jason's is? Now, Well, see, I know that it's like craftsmanship is one of them. That's one of their spiritual gifts. And Jason likes to teach, too. Now, 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 now if you ask Joy to teach, Joy's not interested in teaching, well, she loves doing the hands-on things, and Jason like hands-on. I mean, he can do so many things. He can do mechanical stuff. He can do he can do electrical stuff. He can do he can do a lot of stuff like that. Carl is the same way. He's the same way. He 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 he's a he he's a, man, he he's a craftsmanship. And me, I can't do nothing, Harley, with my hands, but eat. I can do that. I can do that. But but <laughs> well, but I can't. I call Jason over to do something electrical. I call Carl over. I need somebody to do something. That, that you know, Chad, your 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 your, your father, man, that dude can do it. He can fix cars. He can do. He can do anything. I mean, he's craftsmanship. He can do it. He can do it. But I'm not that way. Now, I'm a, as far as my personality, I'm a S. And I asked, let me, let me tell you what, this, 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 this thing right here tells you a little bit about your personality types, And this is a good test, very interesting. The person who's a, um, like an eye, a high i <coughs> excuse me, a high eye person, that, that, that person is a people oriented person. That's a social butterfly. You know, they, they, I mean, they, they love people. I mean, you, you don't, one thing you want, don't want to do is get a, a, a personality person and put them behind a screen or behind a desk or something, and they, are, they, they like people. They like people. An S person is a people person too, okay? Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm people-oriented. That's what I am. It's a steady, stable, shy, security-oriented, servant, submissive, Specialist. The bad thing about an S is that an S is a people person and they can be soft with people, but they also tend to have a weakness of soft with problems too. So I have a harder time to tell people no. It is it that I have a hard time? Some people who like a D, D type of person or a C type of person. They don't have no. They don't have a hard time telling people no. They tell you no in a heartbeat. It doesn't matter to them. It doesn't matter whether it hurts your feeling, whether it doesn't hurt your feeling. They don't care because that's not their personality. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not that D is, the, is on the, on a scale. D is way down with me. It's the last thing, on me. And D is a person who's who, who's domi- dominating direct, driving, demanding, determined, decisive, or doing type of person. We had a person in our congregation like that one time, and she said, just give me something to do and leave me alone, and I'll get it done. And she would. I mean, she would. She's a task-oriented. She's not a people person. She don't like to be around people much. But you give her something to do, she's going to get that thing done. I don't care how hard it is. That's what she is. So you have to know what type of person... It's your mate. Because you can be out of sorts with your mate sometimes because um, they are more laid back than you are. And invariably, God put people together that are opposites, And so they help each other bounce off. So fortunately, D is way down with me, but it's way down with Minerva too. She's not a D person. that so wouldn't have married her. And she wouldn't have me. Uh me. Uh, she's S also. So I said, well, where do you want to go eat? Where do you want to go eat? Well, anywhere you want to go. You know, where you want to go. So, <laughs> so <laughs> it's hard to get, get a lot of things done sometimes where, you know, some people, hey, we're going here. I don't want to go there. Well, tough. That's, <laughs> a, that's how they are. That's how they are. But do you realize in a church in, in in a in a ministry you have to be able to get along with people in work you got to get along with people who are like that? Jesus does. Because he made us all like that, didn't he? So therefore, how does he want us to be? He wants my D to come up, He wants my uh, I to come up because I'm not a social butterfly. Uh And he wants me to be right in a line with all those four different types of personality types. He wants me to be on line so that I can be direct when I need to. I can be a social butterfly when I need to be. I can be uh, contemplative like a C is. And I can be like that. Or I can be like I'm bent to be like an S. I can be that way. Because whatever he tells me to do, I need to be able to do it. Because he said, uh, no, tell this person no. Let me, let me give you one last example. When Jesus, you know, Jesus is real nice, isn't he? When they come tell, when they came and tell, told him, you know, the people who you love, Martha, Mary, you know, they have a brother named Lazarus. You know what happened to him? He died. Come quick. Now, Jesus, if he were me, what would I do? Go quick. an I, personality type, S personality will go quick. Jesus is the one that you know he loves people. He is love, right? Why didn't he go? Why didn't he go? Don't you know, Jesus, that you're going to offend Mary? Don't you know that you're going to hurt Moses? Why didn't you go? Because the Father told me not to go. Now, suppose my personality, I can't say no. I'm going to be out of God's will a lot, am I not? So we have to develop that which we are not bent to be, to be more like Christ because Christ wants us to be led by the Spirit and not by the flesh or by our tendencies. Do you understand? So therefore, the D type of personality and the C type of personality, who now people are in it, they're going to they're gonna have to come up a little bit on that scale, and that's why uh, there's a book right here called, called Two Sides of Love. Like It's a soft side of love and a hard side of love. I have to develop more hard side of love to be able to say no uh, to... Uh, situations, uh, but the person who's more direct and more, otherwise they got to be more of a soft side. They have to be more soft towards people. So we have, to, we have to come up on this thing. If we are going to really show love to people and have a pitch of perfect marriage because we don't want a child saying, well they don't spend time with me. They don't love me. Well, if their spiritual gives us quality time, and you know that, why don't you spend time with that child? So we have to not only know, but we have to try to, we have to, try to think enough. That's the title of the message. We have to care enough about people to show them that we love it. We've got to demonstrate it to them. Okay? Now, that's, that's, that's the practical side of the whole series that I've been doing is let's get this thing done. Let's practice at home in the four walls. Let's practice in the church. Okay. Let's practice in the church. We're not going to know each other's love language and all those type of things, but we should try to get to know those people who are close to us, those people who administer with us, like the praise team or the sound team. You need to get to know those people because if you don't, you're going you're gonna to invariably... Run right over them, and you're going you're gonna, you're gonna to show them that you really don't love them because you don't care about what their, 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 their uh, desire is. You really don't care. And I want you to show people that they care because it's not going to work in a family and it's not going to work in ministry with you not showing people that you care enough about them. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com. Contact us by email, cornerstonecom at Or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you.